Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Aikidojo podcast. I'm David Ito, Chief Instructor of the Aikido Center of Los Angeles. And with me is... Mike Van Ruth, Aikido Center of Los Angeles, 4th Don Aikido, 4th Don Yaido. Of course, I love sleuthing YouTube and, you know, watching all these different videos. And, and constantly what I see a lot of is people questioning the um, validness or the uh, potential martial art aspect of Aikido. Hmm. Is Aikido real? Because, you know, people watch and they go, that looks kind of fake. Uh, and then everyone's questioning whether or not it's effective martial art or not. Oh, so <clears throat> the, that is the age-old question. Is blank effective? Yes. So now people are saying, like, is Aikido an effective martial art? The easy answer is yes, it is an effective martial art. Okay, no need to watch, no need to listen. <laughs> Podcast is over. Because you believe me, right? But chances are most people, they question the effectiveness of Aikido, but they're not really asking the right question, right? So it depends on what your definition of effectiveness is. Effectiveness is about producing the desired result. Mm -hmm. Does Aikido, is Aikido effective? Therefore, it means does Aikido produce the de desired result? Yes, it does. Aikido is a martial art. You know, maybe it's not taught that way today, you know, but all like all things is is a is a gun effective. You're a gun guy, are guns effective? In the right hands, yes, very effective. Oh, in the right hands, right? What's the percentage of police officers that end up missing? A high percentage. Yeah. The, I think I read somewhere, I'm not sure 100% of this is true, don't quote me on this, is that uh, a police officer in the heat of the moment is only 30% accurate. 30%! Yeah, they do the count. They count up all the rounds that were shot and then how many actually hit the intended target. It's a very small percentage. So then if a police officer with a deadly weapon is only 30% accurate, does that mean that that person is effective or that a gun is ineffective or is the gun effective is a 45 better than the nine is the glock better than a smith and wesson you know I'm, I'm pretty sure that all guns are pretty much the same right it comes down to the user so then this being a deadly weapon right it's uh, people are pretty sure that a gun is a deadly weapon and even a gun is only effective in the hands of a trained person, right? Correct. Aikido is the same way. That's an interesting way to looking at it. Yeah. So Aikido, right? Like you can think of Aikido as, as a spiritual pursuit. You can think of Aikido as a lethal martial art. It all depends on where you are in your life. But yeah, Aikido is, a, is effective because it produces the desired result depending on what your desired result is, 
right? So that's the that's why it's the proper question is what are you trying to say? Is it effective in a street fight? Is it effective in um, MMA? Is it effective against a boxer? Is it effective against? It can be in the hands of the proper practitioner. Mm-hmm. The problem is that Aikido is just not taught that way anymore. The the violence aspect of Aikido has been evolved out of the the movement. So then, you know, it see it seems as if Aikido is not an effective martial art. Because they don't it, it doesn't totally devastate my opponent, so therefore it's not effective. Is that what No technique devastates an opponent. There's not this is not one punch man where you punch the guy in the face and his head explodes. Right? <laughs> it takes several punches on target for his head to explode like that. And even then you're gonna get too tired and too grossed out by the carnage to make their head explode. Right. So what what does it mean to be effective? What does it mean? It's every person is different. Does your effectiveness, if your definition of effectiveness is um, enables you to elude your attackers and not get tackled or you know run away and 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 not die? Well, yeah, Aikido is effective, right? Jokingly, I whenever I teach a self defense seminar, the, I always ask the people, what's the most effective martial arts technique? And then everyone's like, the kick, the punch, the stabbing with a knife and a gun. I said, the most effective technique is to run away. Because if you're not there... Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if there... It's, it's, it's Mr. Miyagi said, right? You know, no can defend. Right? <laughs> He's like, you just get out of there because then that person can't... They can't beat you up if they can't catch you. That's right. <laughs> You got to beat feet, get out of there. So I mean, what does it mean to you know? So swing it in empty air. <laughs> so if you're good at, um, if you're good, if you're really good at playing uh, tag, you could be a, more, a super effective martial artist. They're like, come on, and you're like just juke and dodge them and then run away. And like, yeah, that's the most effective martial art. B- being a martial art, it doesn't mean that you have to fight them. That's low level. That's low level stuff to f- to have to fight someone. To engage in hand-to-hand combat, that is a very low-level skill. Anyone can do it. Anyone can ball their fist and punch someone. Anyone can kick someone. One of my buddies who's, who's a police officer, he's a use of force instructor, and he told me that they spent eight days developing how to teach someone how to punch. They go, curl your fingers, curl the first knuckle, then the second knuckle, then the third knuckle, then wrap the thumb over. They took how long to do that? Uh, he, I, I could have sworn he told me eight days. I was just like, and they, and they, but they go through it, right? Because they're trying to, they're trying to start. So essentially starting from zero. Yeah. So they, they, everyone knows nothing. I was pretending like as if everyone knows nothing. So then you're, you're making this fist and then, you know, you're learning how to punch people. Right. But that's the thing. Closed fist punching is very ineffective. And uh, isn't it dangerous too? Yeah. You hit wrong. It's like, oh! yeah, you hit wrong. You break a bone in your hand. That thing's completely ineffective, right? A palm strike is more effective. You can still break a bone in your palm, but at least you can still make a fist, right? But see, like even then, like striking, striking in itself, like you go boxers tape their wrists, right? Yeah, their their hands are they have you know they're all taped up, and they still break their hands. You break your hand in combat, that could be your death. End of you. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, think about this. Like, if a soldier on the battlefield finds him, him, him or herself fighting hand-to-hand combat, it's already a losing battle. 
right? Because if you if you have to engage in hand to hand combat, that means you're by yourself probably, or you're out of ammo, which is a bad situation. A really horribly bad situation that you have to go at it with just your bare hands, not even with a knife. That I mean, you're in you're in trouble, right? So, but why? But so then when you think about effectiveness, then if Aikido is not effective, if BJJ is not effective, if karate is not effective, if all these things aren't effective, aren't effective, truly effective, then why engage in them, right? So I mean, you have to kind of think about um, in in battle, you know, like uh, Joseph Stalin said, artillery is the god of war, and you think, what the hell does that mean? What it means is that in battle, range is king. The hierarchy in in battle goes fist. Knife, sword, spear, bow, projectile or artillery, and nuclear bomb, right? If you can be far away from your opponent and still inflict damage or death upon them while not taking on any, any injury or death upon you, that's the most effective form of combat. So if you have to fight hand to hand, you could see where they just drop a bomb on you and it, it's totally yeah, over. Yeah, Right, and so that's why there's an arms race because they realize range is king. Mm -hmm. You know, so the question becomes, why do you study a martial art then? Why? Why is it? Why is it even necessary? That's an interesting point. So with that said, um, have you used Aikido against other martial artists? This is a question I probably should not answer, but the sh the short answer. <laughs> well, y y yes, I have used Aikido against other martial artists. I in the '90s when the Free Dojo was really, really, um, it was like Free Dojo was like Gladiator's Arena. Mm -hmm. You have to oh, realize, yeah. like, everybody there was trying to knock every other person out mm. right and so you got really good at being very physical with aikido and so at that time when i you know when i was in my uh early 20s a lot of people i knew did martial arts and i you know i shouldn't even say these stories but free sensei used to make me make me take home the mats after demonstrations so it, i'd have these these four mats that we'd use for demonstrations and each mat's like uh, 10 by 6 mm -hmm. right yeah the blue mats and so I would take these mats home to my house and they would just sit in the corner. And since I knew all these guys that did martial art, people used to come to my house and we would have little, little sparring <laughs> sessions. And so, and this began, this, I mean, I, I've been doing this since the eighties where I used to have like boxing matches in my backyard with people. So I, we would purposely pick two people that didn't like each other. And then me and my buddy would coach them and I would teach this guy how to box and he would teach the other guy how to box. And then we'd see who, who's a better boxing coach. But people used to come to my house, you know, and so all these different martial artists used to come. Well, what kind of what kind of backgrounds are we talking about here? I don't know. Should I say their backgrounds? Is that? Yeah, if you feel if you don't want <laughs> if you don't want to say, I mean. But again, just like you were saying earlier before, it's only as lethal or effective as the person using it. That's so. true. But I mean, like, so one time I come out of the <clears throat> I come out of the shower, and then I had this huge bedroom. That, that opened up to the outside and people it had a couch in there and a bed and I come out and this guy that my brother used to hang out with that did Hapkido I mean like I'm like not I'm just wearing shorts I come out 
You know, I just got out of the shower and this dude, I come into the room and he just starts doing like roundhouse kicks and all these different kicks. And I'm like, I mean, in the moment. So I'm like blocking, blocking, blocking. And then I just shot in and swept his leg. And then bam, he just went down. I did a hot eye goshi on him, mm -hmm. which I mean, I guess hot eye goshi is technically judo, but you know, it's all jujitsu and stuff. So I, I did a hot eye goshi on him and then he went down and then he gets back up, right? Because, you know, he just you know, went over his shoulder, fell down. It's not devastating, right? I didn't throw it in a way in which you could kill the dude. Yeah. So he gets up and he's still throwing punches and he kicks and then I throw Sankyo on him. You threw Sankyo on him? threw Sankyo on him and I'm cranking the heck out of this Sankyo and then all of a sudden I feel ugh in the back of my head. This guy was so flexible that he spun and did a back kick and kicked me in the head. <laughs> Right, and so I manipulated the Sankyo to come around the front, and then I just did um, Kushinage, and threw him down, and then I just kind of held him down and, pin, and 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 pinned him until he. And I was like, "What are you doing?" And he was like, oh, "I just want to see how good your Aikido was." So without even any prompting or anything, he just comes in and starts like, yeah, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And you're like, "What the heck?" Yeah, and like <laughs> like you said, it, it comes down to the practitioner. I don't know if this guy was a practicing. Uh, martial artist or not he's just there's some dude right just out of nowhere you know and so it's just like whoa what the heck is this mm -hmm. you know or like um when i was younger i was very rambunctious you know and like um i had been doing aikido for maybe two or three years and this guy i knew who was a really good street fighter um my brother's friend he, my brother knows a lot of ne'er-to-wells and so this guy goes, hey, man, I heard you You do you know Aikido. And I said, hey, I don't know Aikido. I just, I study Aikido. I try my best, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm a small guy, right? So he straight up goes into boxing mode on me, right? And in this mode, he like jab, jab, and then he went for a power punch. And I don't know what happened, but I did um, Stemiwaza, sacrifice throw. It just went right over, threw him down. He stands up and he goes, that was badass. You bet you can't do it again. And then he comes lunging in for another punch. Did it again. Did it again. <laughs> and then he stands up. And this guy was a really good street fighter, right? Really good. And he was like, that was cool, man. And then luckily he didn't continue on with it. Yeah. But like, you know, so I'm going to have all kinds of stuff like that. Like I had a buddy who was, um, uh, I was, I think I was a black belt at the time already. Yeah, I was a black belt. And this guy was a brown belt in karate. Mm -hmm. And he said, I need you to help me for my my black belt test. And I was like, how do I help you? Mm -hmm. I don't do Shotokan. Yeah, hello. And so he goes, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to, there's a sparring part that I, I need help with. I go, I don't get it, dude. I don't do Shotokan. Yeah, hello. So she said, okay, come on over. So he suits up, right? Wearing this brown belt and getting all crazy. And... You know, he, he gets in a stance and starts doing his Shotokan on me. And then, like, um, right when he, he like, put out this knife hand, I just shot in and did Ikkyo. Put him down like that, no problem. And then he got back up. And then he was doing his thing, punches and kicks. And then he, he did some open hand, like, kata thing. And then I just reached in, did a Yubiwaza finger, finger lock. Finger lock, Kodagashi, throw him down, put him down. You know, but again, is this guy, was this guy serious practitioner of Shotokan? Uh, I don't know. He, he never got his black belt, you know, but 
so is it even fair right like so some guys trying to try you on or yeah i mean i trained as a, when i was a student in aikido i trained as a professional so you know it's kind of not fair that i i'm like going to town on these guys and like you know i have like a really low center of gravity i have you know all these things going for me that this this person does not and so it's kind of not fair you know like he, i don't know if this should become story hour but <laughs> so when i was uh when i was a black belt i used to go into slam pits or mosh pits whatever people call them today um at any type of show if i saw a mosh pit i go i'm going i'm there punk rock skinhead anything you know i'm at a concert monster breaks out i go in there ruin the shirt every time ruins the shirt <laughs> <laughs> but i would just do randori the whole time just moving people through like just you know side to side doing all these things that just kind of came natural to me you know someone would come f right at me and then i would go like this you know like pretend to be surprised and then just move out of the way and just throw them into the crowd and every time i went into a slam pit or a mosh pit it would thin out and it would just be me and like three tough guys and and it always almost ended in a fight every time at the end because everyone started to clear out <laughs> and it would just be me my little japanese uh walking you know going around in the circle with these punk rockers and skinheads and they would come after me and i and that's how i learned how to backward roll stand up the very first time the very first time i ever backward rolled to stand up I mean, I would do it in Aikido in a clunky way where you roll and then you stand up. Mm. But I'm talking like full, like tumbling backward roll stand up. These two like punk rock guys figured out that I was doing something to all of them. And they kind of hit me at crossways. And then a guy was on the ground, kind of like that joke thing that people do where you push you over a guy. Oh, the guy, guy crouches behind you to trip you up. Yeah. And so these guys hit me. I fall over this guy. I backward roll stand up, grab one guy, throw him into the crowd, push the other guy down. And like everyone was like, oh my gosh. You know, and I was just like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> but it was like, I, I, it was so much fun. I don't see... I don't suggest people do that because I got really injured and I almost got caught. I was in this really big slam pit and I was had my hand on someone's shoulder and they pushed and my hand stayed there. My, my body kept going Okay. and I hyperextended these, my thumb and these two other fingers and I had to go to dojo next day. Oh, and it was there. My fingers were completely um, sprained or strained and I had to pretend that they weren't. Because if Sensei would have figured out... And found out why... Found out why... Oh, I would have been dead. So much trouble. But boy, I had so much fun doing randori in mosh pits every time. And then at the end, almost fighting like punk rockers and skinheads and all this stuff. That, Yeah, that was pretty fun. But like, it's not... I mean, but does that mean Aikido is effective? Because I was able to do some certain things. My definition of effectiveness has changed over the years. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like... Before, when I was full of piss and vinegar, I wanted to fight people. I wanted to see if Aikido was effective. I started fights all the time. Today, what I'm really searching for is inner peace. So is Aikido effective at gaining inner peace? I don't know. But I'll tell you a story, which I guess this is story time, about the effectiveness of Aikido and inner peace. So the, the other day... I was at our storage unit and 
I, we were signing up and I was in the office and the girl says, okay, let me go show you this. Let's go outside and I'll show you the storage unit. As we're leaving, this guy was coming in at the same time and he was all tatted down head to toe, um, kind of a gangster looking guy. And he says something to the girl and the girl says, F that, I'm calling the cops. And then the guy follows her in, walks past us. And I'm like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. You know, and <clears throat> then I realized like they were together. So they're a couple or something like that. And she's yelling at him. She's calling the police and the guy standing there. The other, the other worker in the office who's male says, oh, I'll show you. I'll take you to the, to the storage unit. And I go, no. No, you're not. Because that would leave her and that guy in the office all by themselves. Right. And so I go, no. So I tell the people that I'm with, I go, I'm not leaving. And then so the guy's getting all upset at the girl. And it's just, you know, me and like two or three other people in there. And the guy is getting visibly upset. So I go, okay. I go up to the guy. And, you know, he's maybe six, four to six inches taller than me. He's stockier than me. He's got tats all over his face. And I go, hey, man, I go, I don't think this is the best place for this. And he's getting all upset and he's mad and he's like, yeah, don't tell me what to do and all stuff. And I'm like, and then I put, purposefully placed my hands in my pocket. I lowered my shoulders and then I dropped my chin and looked like up to him in a very non-threatening way with my body language. And I was like, D you know, and I just kept talking. I know, man, I, yeah, I just don't think it's a good idea. I know, do you really want to be doing this? And then at one point, he said, I go, dude, she's calling the police. And he's like, she's not calling the police. And even if they are, I didn't do anything wrong. And I go, dude, think about this. In this current climate, you almost don't have to do anything wrong. Do you want to get shot and killed over nothing? He said, no, I didn't do anything. And I'm, ta I'm like, oh, I know. And I'm just whittling away. I know, dude, I know. And I'm talking to him and I'm talking to him, bringing him down, bringing him down. The girl leaves and he's still standing there and he just keeps saying, I know, I'm just really, really mad and I'm, I'm upset. And I'm like, I know, I know, man. I don't, I know, dude. I don't, I said, I just don't want you to get in any trouble. I don't want you to get hurt. Why don't you, why do you, why do you care? And I go, I don't even know you, dude. I just don't want you to get hurt. And then he's like, you know, he's getting mad. He's still being, he's still mad. And, but <clears throat> the, Adrenaline is starting to subside. You can see it. And then his body language goes from being very chesty to very kind of like bent over. And then he just got sadder and sadder and sadder. And then I go, you know, is this really one way you want to live your life, dude? Is this what you want to do? Is this the person you want to be with? If you guys are going to have these type of arguments? This is, you know, I just kept asking him questions. I, and then he just went like, yeah, I know, man. And, I, you know, I'm really sorry this happened. I didn't mean to interrupt your, your thing. And then... I go, and then at some point when it was, I felt like he was completely disarmed. I said, dude, you better get out of here. I think the cops are on their way. And then he left. But the most interesting thing about that story was that my heart rate never increased. Yeah, you had me check your pulse. And I, and I, my, I never had an adrenaline dump afterwards. I didn't get all shaky. Oh, shoot, what just happened? And you're like crying yeah. inside because it was, but. But I also didn't have anywhere like, I was like, I'm going to knock this guy's teeth out. Yeah, you didn't have that, that. Nothing. And so to me, is Aikido an effective martial art? To me, that showed me it was. Because I had the confidence that I could go up to this person and try to talk him down. I had so much confidence, I stuck my hands in my pocket. My pockets. So I did that to disarm him. 
You know, like, why would this guy, you know, just stick his hands in his pocket? Why would he turn his head and look down a little bit and then look, come on, man. Come on, man. And then I never let my tone rise. Hey! Yeah. It was always very kind of monotone, like, you know, kind of like a uh, the therapist monotone, you know, tell me about your parents type, <laughs> type thing. And But I did that too, so that he would never have anything to hold on to, which would activate him. So it's all about de-escalation, de-escalation, deactivation, deactivation, deactivation. And then at some point, he's all the all the adrenaline will have gone away. And usually when things like this happen, when adrenaline leaves, sadness or depression follows suit. I shouldn't have done this. I feel bad about myself, whatever it is. And then that's where you go, hey, man, I don't want you to get hurt. You should probably get out of here. And then he goes, yeah, you should probably take off. And then, you know, later the cops showed up and all this stuff. But... <clears throat> But the most important thing about this story is that would I have been able to do this thing without Aikido training? I don't think I... No, doubtful. I don't think so. Because I would want to have... The only way for me to have, uh, to have um, bettered him or de-escalated him or, or disarmed him was to have beat him up. But who wins? He's got to go home. I got to go home. I got to go to work in the morning. He's got to go to work in the morning. Sounds like a lose-lose thing if all I'm doing is choking him and punching him and gouging out all his eyes and kicking him in the teeth, knocking out. He kicks me in the teeth. I knock out. We're all just bloody and all this. Stuff. And it's not even your situation. <laughs> and, but that's the thing. It's not even my problem. I could have just stat. I could have been like, take me to my uh, storage unit. Show it to me. And we come back to. Uh, a murder scene or whatnot bloodbath and then they go well you know at least i at least i'm safe but that's the reason why i had to step in is because i'm an aikido teacher i have to step in i have to stand up for what's right i have to try to save this guy's life if i can i have to try to save this girl's life if i can so then that is where we really start to think about this idea of what is effective i could have choked him i could have Tackled him, got him in something, choked him, got him in arm locks, choked, you know, the stuff. But then all that that comes with it, right? Police report. Police report. Possible handcuffs. Bruises, handcuffs, this, court cases, and all this stuff. All for something which is not even my problem. So, again, you look at it and you think, hmm, what do I do, though? Kick him in the nuts? Tri you know the most devastating technique is the sucker punch right yeah so i i go over and be like do you know the way to disneyland and he goes well you punch him in the face hoping that my punch is strong enough to knock, knock him, him down out. or knock him out and then he and then he goes oh i'm leaving right now and i'm like you better be leaving yeah this one's got a brother and he wants some too you know some and then and then you go reaching his glove glove box because he's he feels you embarrassed him and you shamed him, so he's gonna. He's now got to make it right. Yeah. All because of they're they're having a family argument because he didn't put away the cottage cheese or something. <laughs> right? They go, well, so dude, like you, uh, you yeah. Cottage cottage cheese has changed people's lives. <laughs> yeah. So now you gotta. Yeah, I punched some guy in the face because he didn't put the cottage cheese away, and his wife, his girlfriend got mad, and then they got an argument at her workplace, and then I, and then stupid me got into it over nothing so see how like and and largely largely most arguments that people get into are really nothing anyways mm -hmm. when it comes down to it you cut me off you shorted me five cents you know i'll take 
So then that that is the reason to kill this person? No, Aikido is not about that. Aikido is so much bigger than just a way to fell your opponent. But that's the hard, that's the hard part when you think about this idea that, well then, if I, if if martial arts in general are obsolete, then why even train in them? Exactly. That was going to be my next question. If that's if it's obsolete, then what is the purpose? The, the purpose that martial arts should have in our lives. <laughs> the thing about martial arts is there is no better way to develop somebody than martial arts training. Right? It's better than boot camp. It's better than than. Um, <clears throat> Transcendental meditation, it's better than all these different things. There's something about martial arts which is it is empowering to you. And, and not in an empowering empowering way that you get to you can beat people. Oh yeah. I, I could choke the life out of you. I could choke you so much you poop your pants, right? It's that's it's not that. It's that it gives you this power, right? It gave me this power to go up to this person who is much bigger than me and not doing very well and talk this person out of his course of action right <clears throat> and who knows he goes back to his car gets in and pulls out his gun from his waistband and puts it in the glove box and no one had to die today we don't know you know or or the guns that he had in his trunk that he was gonna gonna go get he doesn't we don't know those things never make it to the news no right only the tragedies the miss the missed opportunities make it to the news right so that's the hard part like the, you think about it you know, so that martial arts training gives you this power right and it's this really weird thing and i don't know if other martial arts teachers can weigh on this is that you'll get the student and they'll come for like a month and then they quit and you're like that guy was pretty good and then you'll see on social media or whatever oh i'm gonna become a fireman and you think but then why did you start martial arts training if you were going to become a fireman it's not that it's that training in the martial arts empowers you it gives you this power and I've seen it dozens and dozens of times in, a, in my own dojo where a person wants to, to change their life. They start training and then it flicks a switch inside of them and then they go off and they, they go, pull, go go time on it. And I don't know what it is. Something about the martial arts and training in the martial arts is empowering. What does it teach? It teaches self-confidence, perseverance, self-discipline and all these different things. So something about training in the martial arts is empowering and so despite the fact that their techniques are on a certain level obsolete what's elite about it is the mindset that it creates inside of you right so i mean so you know charles darwin said the art of making fire is probably the greatest discovery you know despite except for uh, language that man has ever made so they say, like, man is, is the only animal that can utilize fire. But what does that really mean, right? If you can, uh, the, Mike Tyson's legendary trainer, Customato, said that, you know, like, emotions, <clears throat> emotions, particularly anger, are like fire. You can, something like you can cook your breakfast with it, but you can also burn your house, your house down. Yeah. There's a double-edged sword on that. Right. So like, that's the same thing. It's like martial arts are effective. But you, it can be effective in, in a lot of different ways. You could become a stone-cold killer. Mm -hmm. Or you can just become this person that empowers you to go to law school. You know, something like that. But like, it's this idea that this fire, it lights this fire. But this fire, 
you know, it has to be used in a certain way. You can't just, you know, torch the village to make some toast. You know, it's so like something about the the something about martial arts is is it lights a fire inside of you and then makes you become a better person. So that's the thing that you're really trying to trying to discover that you know this they call jidiki self power that you're able to go out and get something done you're able to stand up to that bully you're able to ask that girl out you're able to walk down this dark alley it's empowering you have jidiki self power but that's this idea that like if you want to just if if effectiveness to you is to being able to beat people up a gun like i said a gun is more is is more of a deterrent, more probably more effective than you know any karate chop or kick. Yeah, it's not going to take you months and months of training just to get to the level of efficiencies to make it effective. Anybody can anybody can pull a trigger, right? Mm -hmm. But like not everybody can do irimanage. Not everybody can do kodagaishi, right? But that's the hard part is that martial arts is also not well. Let's say martial. I shouldn't say martial arts. Aikido is not taught in a martial way anymore. Right, so if we watch this video, watch this video of this person doing um, kodagaishi. So if you watch that video, he, the reason why he the person had the leg sweep is because kodagaishi thrown that way is not very effective. And so the, the safety mechanism of the backup is always that you could sweep the person's leg, mm -hmm. right? So if we think about Aikido, if we, if we just ask, ask ourselves, is Aikido effective at hurting people? Yeah totally is aikido is super lethal every technique is lethal in the old days right they locked the joint broke the joint threw the person then killed them today they lock the joint sometimes unlock the joint throw the person then pin them mm -hmm. but in the old days you broke the person's wrist threw them down and then killed them dispatch them with a knife a hammer whatever it is or a choke or whatever you, you you use because that's what you did but you have to think about when you look back on how why is that how did that happen you have to think about the samurai a samurai's job is to only go forward and and cut, cut and give up their life for their their lord right so you couldn't just walk up to a samurai and disarm them especially if you're not a, a, sam, a, a person who worked, does sword work either. So the most that you could do is run up, grab them, arrest their hand while their friend stabbed them. Yeah, dog pile. <laughs> so that person would break your wrist if you came up to them. But also, let's say, let's say I was a samurai and I'm in the red light district getting all crazy and I get in this little tiff with this, this guy who's a horse wrangler and that guy breaks my wrist. You know, you got to think about the, the technology of the time. They're, they're not putting in a cast. They're not setting the bones and having surgery so the nerves get better and all these different... He's retired. You, well, it's not only you might be retired. You, if you break your wrist, then you are no longer effective as a swordsman. So then what do you have? Well, you better be good at accountant, being an accountant or good at, at food or something like that so that you can still be useful to your clan. So... If you can't be a samurai, you're going to get kicked out unless you can. They can find unless they're kind enough to find you another job. But usually, those jobs were reserved for a person who lost their wrist in battle, mm -hmm. not in a drunken night stupor. Yeah. And so, 
they kick you out, they don't just kick you out. They kick your entire family out of the clan. And when they kick their, your entire family out of the clan, what are you going to go do? Yeah, you're destitute. You're, you were a samurai before. You fought in battles. So you either got to go ronin, which pays next to nothing, go fight as a, as a, as a, you know, in the military, you know, some type of sortie that's going on two, two towns over, or you got to pick up trade. So, but they kicked, they just didn't kick out you, your wife and your kid. They kicked out you, your wife, your kid, your dad, and your grandpa, all who've been in this clan for three generations. Everybody, everybody loses their job because you got drunk and got your wrist broken and couldn't make a comeback from that. So see, you see how the effective a martial art can be, but not just in a, in a sense that you kill people and hurt people. You, you're going to destroy this person's whole family, right? And then they make a revenge movie about how you're going to lay in wait and get this guy that, that broke your wrist when you were drunk and grabbing girls, you know? So that that's the thing. So like in the old days, they wanted to break your wrist. They break your wrist. They threw you. They locked your wrist. They broke it. They sweep your leg or throw you down, and then they dispatch you with a knife or something else. So if you look at that video that we just watched, the person goes to throw kodogaishin and realizes they don't quite have it. And so what do they do? They throw in a, a leg sweep. But that's the thing. Every Aikido technique has those type of movements in it. They have fail safes. They have a temi. They have ways to make it more lethal ways to break the joint, all these different things that are, are evolved out of Aikido training today. Well, and secondly, how effectively can you train those before the point you don't have any more ukes left? That's the thing that Osensei realized, right? That Aikido today, there are no battles to be fought, right? And so Aikido had, you know, we really think about this line of 1868, where when um, the Meiji era came in, that's the changing of martial arts. That's when Koryu or Heiho became Budo. And when they, it became, became Budo, it became about, you know, self-discovery, self-development, right? That you're not going to have to use this in a battle, but you still want to train in, in a serious way so that you can use that power to become a better person, a, a better at your job or whatever it is, but you're using it for self-development. But that's, so then that, you know, goes back, is it effective? Yes, but is it effective? Yes, it's effective. You, you can, when you break someone's wrist, they, they don't just flop around and still beat you up, try to beat you up with their broken wrist. They're done. Mm -hmm. The pain of snapping someone's wrist. Yeah, it's, it's devastating. So I'll tell you another story since this is story hour, <laughs> is that when Free Sensei was a, a um, young adult, he was teaching at the police academy when he was a teenager. Teenager, right? Teen. Teenager, right? You think, what? So when he was a young adult, uh, something happened where this sergeant said, oh, Yonkyo doesn't work. And Sensei being the precocious young man that he was, threw Yonkyo on this dude. And he threw Yonkyo on this guy to the point where he damaged the nerve. And then the guy couldn't close his hand, and then he was a sh he was a sergeant in the sheriff's department and had to re had to retire because he he, ha he had to retire because he couldn't no longer use his hand. Yeah, he couldn't grip with his hand. He couldn't even write with his hand. And sensei sensei retired this dude, and so there there came a point where s s 
the rest of the instructors who were police officers came to Sensei and said, hey, you might want to quit. And he was like, why? He said, because they're talking about like messing with your brakes. Dang. And so he quit. But he did Yonkyo on the sky and the guy was had to medically retire because he was no longer able to grab with his hand. He must have put on really good because you know I have it have had it done in me really hard and it's painful, and I can see where that could potentially happen depending yeah. on how hard you put that on. One time, Watanabe Sensei did Yonkyo on me in a demonstration, and there was this bruise that was there for like three weeks. And I was like, man. And I was like, oh, I can see all that. I could see how that since he did that to that person. Yeah, because it takes a while for you to get your strength back in your hand. I, and I can 100%. feel it. And if I sense he severed the guy's nerve doing Yonkyo or something, or, I mean, I'm, since he didn't tell me the exact term, but I mean, I know that Yonkyo attacks the median, uh, median nerve. So then that median nerve got damaged to mm -hmm. the point where the guy couldn't grasp uh, or something like that. I mean, does that mean if it, is that is, is Aikido yeah, effective? Yeah, is that effective? <laughs> is Aikido effective? I mean, I could tell you all kinds of crazy, crazy stories about Aikidoists, you know, getting down at places doing Aikido on people. But that's not the point. The point is, it's so Aikido is so much more than a means to destroy other people. The only, the only thing you're destroying is yourself, your own ego. But, yeah, I mean, when people call the dojo, my dojo, and say, hey, you know, they ask questions about, oh, is Aikido this, is Aikido that? And they always get around to that. Is Aikido real? Is it, can you, is it, is it good for self-defense? Sometimes I ask them this question. I say, can you believe me that it is? And they always go, yeah. And then I said, then why do you need to know if it's effective or not? Why do you need to know if it's real? Can't you trust me? Well, yeah, I know. But I'm just saying and that it always leads to this, I always go back to this one thing. For, for Aikido to be weak or strong, effective or non-effective, a good form of fighting or not good form of fighting, can you win a fight or not win a fight, can you beat people up or not beat people up, comes down to this. Are you so weak as a person that you need to hurt other people to make yourself better? Is Aikido effective? It is. Believe me. So let it go. Move on. Let's, we got other stuff to work on. Let's work on that footwork. But if you need to know, why do you need to know? You need, we need to know because we are afraid inside. We are afraid inside that somehow it's not going to be effective. We need to know because we're going to be out there all by ourselves at that biker bar. It's going to get crazy. And then I'm not going to be able to do these things and all this different stuff. It's like, oh, these are things. But really what it comes down to is can you accept yourself, right? It's not the gun, which is effective. It's the, the trigger finger of the shooter. And that person's poise, right? You know, is is the guns the thing that make John Wick so successful in his re his um, revenge scenario? No, it's John Wick's ability to shoot a gun, right? It's not the gun. A gun is an inanimate object that cannot do anything until you put it in your hand and pull the trigger. Aikido is just a, a, a bunch of techniques that you can use to kill other people. But do you really want to kill other people? Do you really want to beat up other people? That's the point. Are you so weak? I shouldn't say that. That's very judgmental. Don't be afraid. Don't be. Only do Aikido because you like it.
Mm-hmm. If you don't like, I don't have to. Like people always ask me, why don't you post a video um, refuting Joe Rogan's claims about Aikido's this and that? And I go, I don't want to. I don't care. I'm not trying to convince Joe Rogan that he should do Aikido. I'm not trying to convince Joe Rogan of the effectiveness of Aikido. He lives over there. I live over here. I got stuff to do. It's the other people that want to do Aikido. If you like Aikido, do Aikido. If it resonates with you, then do it. Don't do Aikido. Don't don't do Aikido or BJJ or Karate or Judo or Kung Fu because it's effective. There, you won't last. Mm-mm, no. You can only do Aikido for the long haul if you like it. Exactly. So, you know, it's like, is it real? Is it fake? Is it this thing? Uh, dude, like, I don't have time for that. Whatever the art is that you do, you have to be in love with it to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. You know, is it is click power better than gung fu? You know, it's like, <laughs> dude, they're just guns, dude. Like, and you know, you... And maybe there are people that are in their garage every day sweating it out, going like, "So I hope somebody attacks me today." But we we, we don't. You shouldn't. You you shouldn't want your life to be, you know, fear based. Fear based, but like that's what it comes all down to is you wanting to be effective and hurting other people. That's it's so such a low way to be. Well, people ask me, "Is like, well, can you do this to that person? Do that person?" I go, maybe, but. I'm beyond that now. Maybe that was something I was geared towards in my late 20s, early 30s. But at this point in my life, that isn't what's important to me anymore. But that's that thing, right? Like, we think, what does it mean to be civilized? We talked about this, like, as this Darwin said, it was fire and language, which made, um, which brought about the beginning of civilization. Anthropologist Margaret Mead talked about this idea that what brought about true civilization was when she found a, a a a broken femur that had been mended in a in a so you had healers that that well that's the thing they're healers but they're that you know as an animal you have a broken leg you're, you're dead. done you can't go get water you can't go get food someone's going to chase you you can't get away no one's going to help you no one's going to help you so if another was to be there for you um, secure you, feed you, heal you. That is the true beginnings of society when we make it about other people, right? So, is is Aikido effective as a martial art? Yeah, it's effective. Stop asking these questions. You really should ask yourself: How can I become a better person? How can I be the one that stays with the person with the broken leg, despite the fact that it puts me in danger, mm-hmm. dragging around this dead weight? Until slowing me down. And how long does it take for a femur to heal in the prehistoric times? <laughs> you can only imagine. Today it takes forever and a day. Yeah. So a year, three years, dragging you and then leaving these tracks. Crutches, crutches made out of whatever. <laughs> if they even have crutches, yeah. they're, they're savages, right? Yeah. Anytime you have to move, you have two people taking you. <laughs> they're savages. So you're probably just laying there and the other two, um, Neanderthals are dragging you or something, right? <laughs> they're, they're savages. They don't know any better. And then someone said, mm-hmm, crutch. And you go, oh, <laughs> boom, hallelujah. The, the crutch. Before the wheel. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, but that's the thing is that like, you know, because of modern technologies and advances in technological warfare, martial arts training is obsolete. But 
it 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 empowers you. It makes you a stronger, better, more disciplined person, right? And so that's the thing that you're really thinking about is that is 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 Aikido effective? Yeah, it's effective. But really, it's about being. Does it give you the power to restrain yourself, right? You your friend breaks their femur. The monsters are coming, and you just go boop, kick that person into the thing, and then you're out of there. You survive for another day. No, it's it gives you the power to restrain yourself from giving into your desires, and it gives you the power to help others. So in that terms, yeah, it's uber uber effective, right? Because what is it really doing? It's making you a better, stronger human being. Now you you're talking about developing as a human being in relationship to uh, civilization. Is that one of the reasons possibly why O-sensei did not want the sport aspect in Aikido? Because it becomes about me, me winning, me victory, me. So if you watch this uh, documentary on Netflix called Counterpunch, it's about um, uh, amateur, what's about boxing and how boxing has to kind of really, boxing in the United States has really kind of taken a nosedive. And so they, they follow uh, an amateur, a, a really the, the most decorated amateur fighter in amateur boxing history, I think it is. They follow this kid who who go who just turned pro, and they follow this guy who had just won the like Walter Wade or middleweight title. And the real it's super interesting because the 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 professionals are constantly being um, the coaches are constantly saying, you got to be hungry. You got to want this. You got to be hungry. You got to be hungry. To the amateur, they say, oh boy, man, you are hungry. Oh, you're this will pay off. You're, you're so hungry. You do all these different things. And so they show all the sacrifices that the amateur guy makes to get into the Olympics. And, you know, um, spoiler alert, he doesn't make it in the Olympics. You know, and, he, and it's super sad because he is living so hand, you know, hand, hand, was it? He's living so paycheck to paycheck mm -hmm. and just scraping by in order to make it into the Olympics and he doesn't make it in. And you're just like, and, and here that everyone's talking about, oh man, he's super hungry. He, he's, he's, you know, he's going without to create that hunger. And so the people that, that turn pro, they're constantly like chiding them about how they, they've lost their edge. They're too, at, at one point, the guy who was the um, former middleweight or the, the former world champion, he relinquishes his, be his belt so it, and takes a year off. And he does this to make money and do all these different things from a political boxing promotion standpoint. So he takes the year off. And at one point, when he's getting ready to start fighting again, his coach looks at him and he goes, oh, yeah, he became too civilized. And then he goes, he's not hungry enough anymore. He doesn't want it. Doesn't have that killer instinct. Doesn't have killer And then the kid who just turned pro, he thinks he's so great. He's really good and all this stuff. And he goes to be a sparring partner of a guy who's the current world champion. And this um, Hispanic fighter has got this mentality where they showed his living quarters. He's, this guy's a multimillionaire, right? And they show him, he lives in the gym. And they open it up, and it's probably 10 by 10, if that. It's got a mattress, um, you know, a mirror, and a couple other different things. 
It's like a prison cell without a without a cage yeah. door. And the coach said he has to clean the gym every day and he has to clean the bathrooms twice a week. And this guy's a multimillionaire world champion, but that's how he stays hungry. And then the guy, the kid who had just turned pro, was kind of like, "I ain't doing that, right?" But like, that's the thing is that for this as a sport, right? You're lauded for your aggression. You're lauded for your for winning, right? At any cost, and so no matter the, the death toll, <laughs> it, it, it makes you it makes you a worse person, right? Because you know. You need that hunger because you need something to create aggression, right? And lose your humanity. And you lose your humanity. And martial arts is the complete opposite. You're learning these techniques to become more civilized. So what you're saying is these questions and whether or not Aikido is effective is a very subjective question based on the person answering the question. But the long story short is Aikido is effective, but it should be used as a vehicle for a greater good. Well, it doesn't have to. <laughs> Use Aikido any way you want. You want to, you want to kick people's asses in the street? Been there, done that. <laughs> now, uh, uh, you know, it's you. It's fleeting and it's futile to make it about that. Your entire life is only going to be about destroying things, and you can't just be like. I'm a doctor during the day and a butt kicker at night. No, usually you're a jerk during the day and you're a jerk at night, mm -hmm. right? Like how you do anything is how you do everything, right? And so that's why Aikido doesn't, uh, that's, the, if I had to summarize it, I would say that this quote, how you do anything is how you do everything, is what Aikido is all about. Aikido is trying to transform you from this desire to be a killer with a killer's mentality right a killer a killer's mentality you know so if you think about this idea between the samurai and a killer a samurai only kills because he has to because it's his job he's not a killer a killer's mentality is about sake blood bloodlust you kill it i killed everybody in the room right the samurai kills only the person needs to kill in that room right and so but what's the difference between the two? Self-discipline. Restraint. Restraint. I don't kill everybody because I don't need to kill everybody. The killer wants to kill everybody. It's a different mentality. Oh, yeah. You know, the samurai is not an assassin. He's a sophisticated, civilized person. He realizes that, unfortunately, this is his job. So, in order to do his job, he has to dispatch people. But he does it in a way... In which, you know, he's not just killing everybody in the village because, you know, someone spilled his beer. Right? But that's the thing. Is that, like, what do you really want to become? Right? So, if we think about this idea that how you do anything is how you do everything. Right? And that's why Aikido is the way it is. If Osensei wants you to change as a human being, he needs you to start doing things in which you're following the path of self-compassion, self-compassion, um, self-discipline, perseverance, all these things so that you're modeling the behavior that you want to become. So because how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you do Aikido and you do it in a way in which you're not trying to hurt others, even though you're still defending yourself, 
you start to change as a human being. You stop looking for fights. You stop trying to hurt people because you've been modeling this behavior this whole time without knowing it. Because how you do anything is how you do everything. And then as you, you, you would, most times if you've been training long enough, you can't help but Osensei's idea of nonviolence um, and inner peace somehow permeates inside. And I'm not, I'm not sure if it's old age or um, experience or life's, life experiences, which causes you to realize, I don't want to fight anybody. Is Aikido effective? Yeah, Aikido is effective, man. Believe me, you don't have to go down my path. You don't have to get in fistfights all the time with people. You don't, Because then I wasn't just fistfighting people. I was angry all the time. Everywhere I went, I was angry. Everything I did, I was angry. Because how you do anything is how you do everything. But once Aikido started to seep in, I started to calm down. And I stopped wanting to fight. I stopped wanting to hurt people. I stopped wanting to go into mosh pits. If a mosh pit breaks out now, I go, oh, that would be so cool. But I go, oh, I probably shouldn't do that. Right? <laughs> because how you do anything is how you do everything. And so you're trying to change. You're trying to change everything by changing one thing. And that one thing is that you learn how to pursue a art of mass destruction in a way in which you're not trying to destroy people. And that's the weird thing. And so, yeah, is Aikido effective? Yeah. Should you believe me? Yeah. Do I care what you think? No. I don't care. I do not care. I don't care what this person says. I don't care what that person says. I don't care what if this person says Aikido's real, fake, whatever it is. In the old days, if anyone oh, said to me uh, Aikido's fake, I'd fight them. I'd fight them right there. But today, I just go, don't waste my air, man. Go over there. Tell your story to somebody else who cares because I don't care what you think because I've already, it is, I already realized that it's effective. I already understand that it's lethal. What do, I, what, do I, what do I need your acceptance, your, you know, praise, your whatever? Approval. Yeah. Do you, you don't, you don't, you don't help me pay my mortgage. So then I don't care what you think, but Aikido is effective. Well, I think we tied that one a nice little bit. <laughs> I didn't mean to offend anyone. Just saying, you know. Just saying. Well, there's a lot of this out there, so. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Sensei. Well, thank you very much for watching this podcast and listening to this podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe and uh, follow us on social media. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.